0: What's up guys, Taylor Timothy with the Marketing Life Podcast, and today I brought on a non-marketer. Her name is Jordash Liker, and the reason why I brought her on the show is I met this girl a while back at Lake Powell, and she had three rules that she shared with us. And the reality of these rules is they are applicable to life in general, and the reality of it is it's helped me through my marketing journey and my life and my business and i know these three things if you guys apply them it's just going to help you become a better business owner, a better person all around, a better marketer. Whatever your life goals is, it's just going to make you a better person. So, let's dive in. Okay, what's up guys? Today on the show, I have Jordash Liker. This hey. woman is a queen of all sorts. So, Jordash, tell our audience today about you and in your backstory.
1: Okay, so I was born in Draper, well, I was born in California, and I moved to Draper, Utah, where I grew up with my family. And um, growing up, I did a lot of competitive cheerleading. And so um, me and my friends were always just running around, um, cheering at football games, cheering All-Star professionally. And then I went to college, and I graduated from the University of Utah, and I got my degree in human development and family studies. And I thought I was going to go to PA school, so I was super excited about that. And I wanted to be a pediatric PA. So I thought I'd get some experience with children and working with autism specifically because Utah has the highest rate of autism. It's 1 in 33 kids here. So I started getting exposure to that and children with autism, and I fell in love with it. So I actually withdrew my acceptance from PA school. And I went and got my master's in autism studies, became a board-certified behavior analyst, and got my master's in special education. So now I am a director of an autism clinic here in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I also Coach Cheer at Alta High School.
0: That is so awesome. Sounds like you're killing it in life. Get your master's degree, killer cheerleader, and just killing it. Thanks, Shortash. <laughs> so let's get down to the nitty gritty of why I really wanted to have you on this show today. So tell us about your famous phrase that you taught me, and and how this all came about.
1: Okay, so while I was running around with my friends in the good old cheer days, um, we had these three rules of life. And I think the one that stuck most with you, Taylor, was rule number two, which is you do you, I'm going to do me. And the reason we established these rules is just we would be either at a party or a social gathering or we'd even just be at home trying to think of what we wanted to do. And we're like, "Okay, so we got to have these rules. How are we going to know if we want to stay somewhere, if we want to go somewhere, if we want to do something new? And they kind of just started off really immature, um they were developed in high school and so rule number one was you got to stay hydrated so that kind of was applicable more to like the cheer scene where we'd be like working out really hard we'd be like in that environment where we're like gotta stay hydrated you know we would run a mile um and then rule number two was you do you i'ma do me so we'd look at my friends and i'd be like are you doing you yeah i'm doing me okay let's do it and then rule number three was you gotta feel it so if you weren't feeling it doing you or staying hydrated you gotta get out so then those rules kind of grew as I grew essentially. So then we'd be somewhere um, either at a dance in high school or at a party and we'd look at each other. Are you hydrated? Are you doing you? Are you feeling it? Okay, let's do it. Um, But it's kind of funny because even though they started off very immature as they've grown and as I've grown in my life and progressed, they really have become something that I've lived my life through, like a foundation, which sounds kind of ironic because they are very simple rules like hydration doing you and feeling it like what what do those even mean um but especially rule number two the you do you I'm gonna do me I think that one's really stuck with me because in any situation you have to be yourself and you have to be proud of your product or who you are and if you're not proud of that product or who you are then you're not comfortable in your own skin so really how can you like in a marketing sense how can you sell yourself how can you really promote something and be really um like, how can you be a real advocate of that? So I think that u do u has really stuck with me because it builds not only confidence in myself, but it builds confidence in what I'm passionate about. And so as I go into the world, as I've gone into getting my master's degrees, as I've gone into my business or into even staying within the cheer world for as long as I've stayed in it, I've had to do me. I've had to make hard choices that maybe other cheer coaches or other autism directors wouldn't make. But I for myself and for my situation it was the right choice and so I was doing me and then as I saw those choices plan out and play out over the years they were the right choice because that's how I would have done it and that's what made me the most successful in my aspirations and in my life so that's why I like rule number two you do you. (laughs)
0: that's awesome so stay hydrated you do you <laughs> yes. and are you feeling it
1: and you gotta feel it You've you gotta not, feel are you it. feeling it it's not a question you gotta feel you it. you gotta
0: feel <laughs> yes. it okay I like that so that's that's awesome um those are definitely very applicable in the business world like you said and I am absolutely a firm believer in those in those things so thank you for teaching me those many moons ago so so when in a time Jordash, in your life had have you failed? And basically these rules helped you get up and and get out of the hole that you were in.
1: Um, So I think one of the times that I failed is I had a really serious relationship And I actually dated someone for seven years and it was for the majority of my life. I started dating him when I was 16 and I dated him all three years of high school and then all four years of college. And so it was the only relationship I had ever known. And when that relationship didn't pan out to marriage and to like a long term thing, it really shook me because that was the only thing I'd ever known. It was the only person i had ever known. It was the only love I'd ever felt like I really had grown up within that relationship and so it was something that had felt safe it was something that you know I didn't know how to even like go to the grocery store alone which sounds so weird but I didn't because from 16 to 22 like I went to the grocery store with him or you know I did all these things and after we broke up I had to refine like redefine my who I was and find myself and I kept going back to those rules like okay am I hydrated am I doing me am I feeling it and it was hard doing me. It really was because doing me meant something completely different than what was doing me when I was in that relationship in essence. So um, when I was in a relationship, doing me looked a lot different because it was kind of this, am I doing me along with like supporting him and doing what we need to do as together as this couple. And then all of a sudden it went to a little more selfish, like introspective, like am I doing me and what's best for me in this situation? And I had to look at doing me a lot differently. And I think that through that failure, and I don't know if it was failure on my part or failure on the relationship part, but it was the low in my life. And it definitely was something that I had to come back from and had to rebuild and rebrand myself essentially. Like, who was Jordash and who was Jordash without him and who was Jordash? And what could she accomplish on her own? And I really did have to figure out what me was and what was doing me. And I think the more that I got traction under that and the more that I figured that out, the more I shined and the more that I could do me and the more that I grew and developed into something that like I'm super proud of now. And that, like I said, I'm proud of my product and I'm proud to do me. And the choices I've made have been based on that. And I feel like that's where my success has come from.
0: That's awesome. So basically what's your biggest takeaway from that whole that whole relationship? Like what did you learn from it?
1: Um I think one thing that I've learned is just to love everyone. Um I really do. I have such a strong like testimony of just the power of love and what love can do like love is something that I think is taken for granted. I think people say they love people, but then they don't treat them with love. Or I think people don't realize they love people until they're gone. Or people um, don't show the love that people need or that they deserve. And I think that loving someone with respect and appreciation can go so far. And that through love, like you really can make such a difference in someone's life, whether it's small or big or large. Um, but just love, like just loving others is just so important.
0: Gotcha. I like that. Love people, you know, when you're in tight relationships, you know, even looking like in a business world, like some people are like, how can I compare a relationship (laughs) to you know, like actually a breakup to marketing or whatever, but the reality is like you can. Yeah. And the reason why I bring that up, you know, you have clients, you have to maintain relationships with your clients. You may have breakups with your clients and there's different things like that. So definitely, you know, having, like you said, doing you and being comfortable in your skin. So when those ruffles come, maybe with your clients, I think your confidence a lot of times can spin that relationship too with your clients for sure. So thank you for sharing that. So let's dive into your success story of you do you. So how has that helped you become more successful?
1: Yeah. So after I graduated with my master's degree degrees, (laughs) um, and I passed
0: degrees. You said, yeah, I have
1: three, you
0: have three master's (laughs) degrees. Are you kidding me?
1: (laughs) So after I graduated with my master's degrees, um, I had to sit for the, my boards, which have a 40% pass rate. And a lot of people don't pass the first try. And even people who, um, take them multiple times. If you don't pass them within four tries, you have to re get a master's degree to take them again. So it's very, very hard and it's stress inducing and you're just super nervous and it's just a very awful situation to be in. So anyway, just and test anxiety is real. So I passed my boards and so I was feeling a lot of success over that. And then the very next week I interviewed for this director role within my company and I was offered it. And I really went into that um, interview not thinking I would get it because I I was the youngest applicant. I had only been with the company for two years. All of the other applicants had been there for 20 plus years. They all had different um, skill sets than me. They all had different visions of what the um, ABA program should look like and what it should be like within the company. And they just were way more... Like well versed, well educated, everything than me, and I had literally passed the test a week before. And they all have been board certified behavior analysts for years. So I went in there. I was doing me. I just told them my vision. I told them my plan. I said, "This is what I would do. This is the experience I'm going to bring. This is what you're going to get if you hire Jordash." And he loved it. And he even when he offered me the position, he said, "Like I picked you because you are like I bought into your vision because you were doing you. Like you essentially were what I wanted, and you." created such a picture of this autism world that I wanted to put my kid with autism into your world and I wanted you to run this clinic for him. And if I wanted that with my own son, like think of how many people are gonna buy into that with their children. And then you're just essentially helping more and more children and that's what we want is at the end of the day, we want children with autism to get the help that they need. And since then, so I've been in the director role for a year and a half and we've opened up six centers. And so it's just grown like wildfire. Killing it. Yeah. So it's been awesome to see that growth and progress. And like I said, it's, it's not about, oh, the money or how many centers you can open up. It's about getting the children the help they need. And that, at the end of the day, is what's mo- most important to me is that the children with autism are getting the help. They're getting the support. They're learning the skills. They're gaining that functional communication, whatever it may be, the social skills. And the more and more kids I can help, the more I know and the more gratified I feel and the success, success I feel that I'm doing a good job. So
0: so I think I just had another epiphany okay. with this whole you do you thing. Yes. It seems like when you're doing you, uh huh. it seems like it's mainly like a confidence thing. Yeah. Like I just kind of had like this epiphany, right? <laughs> so like just being more confident in general and being confident and passionate about what you're doing, like in the end, it's just going to bring you more success.
1: Yeah. Like people can't take away you. So it kind of is like you do you. Like no one's going to take that away from you, Tay. Like you do you. And it kind of like when you say it to other people too. So it's a confidence thing in yourself. Like so when I say it about myself, like I'm going to do me. Like that is like I'm being confident in me. I'm saying like I'm going to do me because I'm passionate about what I have. Exactly what you're saying. But when you're saying it to someone else, you're kind of also being like, yeah, like you do you in the sense of like I approve of that and I want to see how this pans out. Like I'm going to give you like that kind of tap like pat on the back and be like, let's see how this goes. Like, I want to see how this folds out and I'm, I'm going to uh, approve of whatever you have to do. So I don't know. It goes both ways.
0: Gotcha. I like it. <coughs> you do you, I'll do me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. So overall, like even in this conversation, like what I've learned in a sense is like, it's a mindset shift too. Mm-hmm. It's like changing that mindset. So whether you're a business owner or whatever, like just changing that mindset is going to bring you more success in life. Yes. So I like that. Yeah. Okay. Let's dive in to the speed round, Jordash. So like tell these guys what you do for fun. Like, When you're just doing you, like, what are you doing besides (laughs) working?
1: I love traveling. You probably know this, but I am all over the map. I get six weeks of PTO a year and I use every freaking minute of that. Um, I'm always gone on the weekends, always on a road trip or spontaneous trip somewhere. I love traveling locally, but I also, my passport's completely full. I love traveling around the world and meeting new people. I will share you to you anywhere I go, <laughs> meeting new people, making sure they're t-shirt. hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not feeling it, I get out. So I do. I love traveling. I love just being outside. I love spending time with my family and friends. Uh, I love throwing parties. Um, yeah, just being with people. I'm really extroverted. So anything I can do to just be out and surrounded with others and just. Having a good time.
0: Awesome. Okay. One place. If any of these guys need to travel somewhere, where's your number one since you've been so many places? Uh, The number one place. Oh,
1: I love so many different places for different reasons. Only one. Okay. Um, Switzerland.
0: Switzerland. Guys, book your trip (laughs) to Switzerland.
1: Book it now.
0: (laughs) So anyways, um, favorite book.
1: Favorite book. Okay. I just... And why? Okay. I just switched because it used to be The Help. I loved The Help, but I just finished reading Girl, Wash Your Face and it is amazing. It is a you go girl book. and
0: Girl marketers out there. This is yes. for you.
1: Seriously. It is awesome. Um, it is a great book, not only for girls. I think you would enjoy it too.
0: Okay. I'll take a read.
1: Okay. But it is awesome. It just talks about the power of you were, we were all created to do a job and no one can take that job away from us. Whether that job is staying in the home or whether that job is being a marketer or being in a business or whatever, like no one can take that job away from you. And we all were created to do things and that power is in like innate in us and that we can do that. So I love that book. It was a great meaning. Great read.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Might have to check that one out. Um, so, what is the one advice that you would give to? every person in this entire
1: world. You know, I would just leave my three rules with them. So again, I'm going to reiterate these. Rule number one, stay hydrated. Rule number two, you do you, I'm going to do me. And rule number three, you got to feel it. If you're following my rules, you're going to have a happy life.
0: (laughs) Amen to that one. (laughs) I can say it's definitely helped me out in my life (laughs) and in my business journey. So I can't complain about that. So Jordash, let's just say someone's listening and they want to open an autistic thing and they want to find you. How are they going to find you?
1: um so you can email me
0: yeah you can email instagram (laughs) whatever yeah so yeah give them your email whatever you want
1: (laughs) okay so yeah you can find me on the bacb website um my name is jordash liker or you can just email me personally and i can answer any and all questions it's um my first and last name so jordash liker one at gmail.com so
0: so if you guys need to open an autistic facility.
1: Yes. I also provide supervision for BACV hours, whatever you need. So you got it.
0: She's your go-to. Yes. So <laughs> thanks, Jordash, for taking this time to be on my wonderful podcast. Um, Like I said, huge help to me. Apply those three rules. I promise you guys this will make your life that much better. So yeah. thanks again, Jordash, and peace. That's it, guys. Episode number eight. Like I said, I brought her on to this show because I believe the phrase rule number two, you do you is just going to help you become a better business owner, a better marketer all around. And the reason why I say that it's helped me personally is just helping me build the confidence that I can crush it. I can do what I need to do. I can create the ads I need to create. I can manage the clients I need to manage. And it's just helped me all around become a better marketer in general. So go out there, remember, you do you, and go crush it. And that's the end of episode number eight. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at taylortimothy.com. If you want to be on this podcast, reach out. And you know, I'm here to help. I'm here to make marketing better, business better, all around everything better. That is my goal. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button and peace.